Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Tampa Bay Lightning. We are joined by Matthew Estevez of Raw Charge, which is the Tampa Bay Lightning blog on the SB Nation Network. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Kelly. How about you? Great, thank you. Um, so I was just kind of like looking over things, and I it somehow did not dawn on me that we haven't played the Lightning yet this season. And then I realized that the Flyers have kind of exclusively been playing the Western Conference for this entire season. And that the rest of the season is going to be a hellscape of Metro and Atlantic teams. So we've got that to look forward to. But anyway, usually I start off by asking the first time that we do these things, how your team has been doing generally over the course of the season so far. But I kind of want to get a little bit more specific with you because the Lightning were kind of bad to start the season. And now they look like the Lightning again. But nothing has really changed. So what has kind of transformed over the course of the season that has got these guys playing better? Um, well, beginning of the season, the team just looked discombobulated. Whether it was still the lingering mental issues from their playoff collapse last season or just, you know, the doldrums of a beginning part of a season just causing teams to be a little, you know, loose in how their structure is. Tampa overall was just a mess for lack of a better term. They were constantly blowing the zone early. They were turning pucks over. They, they weren't doing the little things that made the Tampa Bay Lightning the Tampa Bay Lightning. And everything changed when they actually left for Sweden for their global series matchup against the Buffalo Sabres. And since then, all the underlying metrics and the overall play of the Lightning has been extremely good. They've been a top 10 team, arguably a top five team in the entire league. Um, the reason why they didn't really hit their stride until much recently is primarily due to the fact that there were minor inconsistencies that were still in their game that they were ironing out over the month of November and the very beginning of December. But, I mean, as everyone sees now, longest winning streak in the league, they just snapped Vancouver's winning streak, and they just embarrassed, you know, the Pacific leading Arizona Coyotes on Thursday night. Um, but the only thing that's really changed is primarily their playing good hockey now compared to the early part of the season they're sticking to their structure they're relying on their teammates they're not allowing um bad bounces to kind of get to them like it was earlier in the season and in all essence that that i mean that's the lightning that everyone expects to see yeah i'm glad you mentioned that the if the flyers fans don't realize um the lightning are going to be heading into the wells fargo center riding a nine game winning streak looking for i believe a franchise high 10 game winning streak mm-hmm. um so they are going to be obviously coming to play on Saturday night. Um, I know there are a couple of injuries to the team right now. Do you see them being a factor? Um, it depends. Uh, Ryan McDonough will not be playing at all this weekend. He is uh, out. Uh, he was upgraded to day-to-day after the weekend's over. So hopefully we'll be, we'll be getting Ryan McDonough sometime next week. Andre Palat was not on the ice for practice today. So that's a little worrisome. He took a pretty uh, bad knee-on-knee hit from Taylor Hall last night. So we don't have any updated status on him. Pat Maroon, though, was on the ice for practice today. Uh, but I believe we're not going to find out more information until probably game time or the morning of the game. Um, all three of those injuries are impactful. And um, it's it's worrisome to a certain extent. But Tampa has shown that they're able to withstand some injuries. And they have a deep enough forward core to survive that type of stuff. So I'm not overly worried. However, if we lose another defenseman, eh, might be time to kind of, you know, be a tiny bit worried for Tampa Bay if they lose one more defenseman. But we'll, but as of right now, it's not the end of the world. It is, mm-hmm. uh, it is a pretty rough situation, but at the same point, it could be much worse. 
so speaking of the defense, um, just kind of looking at the roster for this team, it's kind of hard not to think that the offense is where this team has its real, you know, super strength. Um, defense is kind of just like, you know, there. Would you say that the defense on this team is exploitable or are they playing well enough that they should be able to shut the Flyers down completely? The thing about the uh, Lightning defense, the thing about the Lightning defense, aside from the fact that they're massive compared to their to the fours on the team, is that mm-hmm. they're extremely disciplined in their positioning, especially over the past month and a half. Um, Tampa has been one of the better teams in the entire league when it comes to limiting high quality chances against, um, mm-hmm. and that's a testament to the defensive core. I mean, for Christ's sake, we have Victor Hedman, Kevin Shattenkirk, Mikhail Sergachev, Ryan McDonough, Eric Chernak, Jan Rutta, and Braden Coburn as our primary guys. And, you know, it hurts not having McDonough, but the the huge rise of Mikhail Sergachev, who's getting 19, 20 minutes a night in McDonough's absence, has been fantastic. And it hasn't really hurt the team whatsoever. Um, would I say defense is the team's biggest strength? No, but it is a strength of the team. Now, there are ways that teams can victimize them, specifically uh, with breakouts. The Tampa defense does have a, uh, does have a relatively difficult time breaking the puck out, um, specifically when it comes to making the first pass. We do have Hedman, Shattenkirk, and Sergachev who can all skate the puck out better than almost any defenseman in the league. However, teams have kind of identified that, and now they're kind of shadowing those players whenever those situations happen. But, I mean, as long as your team has an aggressive forecheck and they're, and they're strong when it comes to puck battles in the corners, they can victimize the Lightning defense. The Lightning defense isn't especially fast compared to their forward core, so that's another area that could be kind of victimized on. But they position themselves in such a way that it, they kind of mitigate that factor. Um, but that's where teams like Philadelphia can kind of cause issues for them. Okay. Um, I saw that you guys called up uh, someone from Syracuse, Alexander Volkov, um, in light of those injuries that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, do you think we're going to see this kid play at all? I understand he's kind of good. Uh, more than likely, yeah. I mean, they've been cycling okay. players. Uh, throughout the lineup uh, at the bottom part. Volkov has already gotten four games already, and they really want to pro- try to get him up there and uh, see what he can do because Verhage has finally found his group. Mitchell Stevens has been absolutely fantastic since he was called up, and I have I, I don't see him going down anytime soon. Excuse me. And um, this is another chance for Volkov. Volkov's first four games wasn't especially great, but then again, it, it's hard for rookies to come up and really make an impact, especially on a team that has this much forward depth, you know? I mean, you, you get called up. Yeah, I'm going to Tampa Bay. You look at the roster. Oh, God, you have Steven Sanchez, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Anthony Sorelli. Like, that's a, there's right. no way you're breaking into that top six easily. you got to work for it. So, right. Yeah, I expect big things from Volkov, and hopefully this next this next call-up, if you get some consistent games, he'll, he'll won't be as nervous as he was in his first four games. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm always very, very even keel when it comes to rookies calling up i'm I'm optimistic that they'll do well but i'm also not going to like put the world on them and like be you know get super negative when they don't do well because again this is it's a huge opportunities for these kids and you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going through their head so i i'm going to preface this by saying that i know that plus minus is a garbage stat that kind of means nothing but it when you're looking at the stats for this team it kind of sticks out to me that steven stamkos despite having 44 points is a minus one I'm just like curious about how I don't know how that happens. How does that happen? The beginning part of the season was rough. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Everyone was a minus at some point in this season because the first month and a half this season was rough. I mean, it, it was it was part 
the defense wasn't playing well. The forwards weren't helping that great, and the goaltending was not good at all. Mm-hmm. And the goaltending really had the goaltending really hasn't turned the corner until shortly before this nine-game winning streak. It was only a few games before. I mean, Vasilevsky over Vasilevsky's won his last seven starts, with, and he's had at five v five a nine forty-two save percentage, which is absolutely fantastic. However, before that, Vasilevsky was barely you know getting over a nine hundred save percentage per game because he was just struggling, and he even openly mm-hmm. admitted that. Uh, when it was brought up by the media. So now that he and McElhinney have finally cleaned up their game and the team has cleaned up their game, now we're starting to see everyone starting to get out of the depths of the negatives of plus minus. But yeah, there was a while there where Steven Stamkos was like a negative 11 because they were just just not good in their own end. It's just kind of funny because like Kucherov's plus 13 points plus 12, Stamkos is hanging out there minus one. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, tell me about somebody that we might not know about, um, an under the radar guy that you think will have an impact on this game. Um, I don't know if he's under the radar, but I, I, I love me some Mikhail Sergachev. I absolutely love that kid on the blue line. He, he's got, he's kind of been like lamented by some lightning fans as like, mm-hmm. oh, he hasn't, he hasn't developed enough. And I'm like, I don't know what you're watching, but he's literally probably arguably he's just as dynamic offensively as Victor Hedman. He, he is that good and he is his defensive game has grown every single season and, and finally in his third season we're finally seeing it all just click from Mikhail Sergachev there was moments in his second season and, and earlier in the season where you could see it working but then he would he would do a play that make you go what are you doing now Sergachev has been absolutely phenomenal for the past month and he's he's set he's com- slided into Ryan McDonough spot on the second mm. pairing seamlessly he has been absolutely fantastic both in his positioning, in his physicality, and what he brings offensively, he's been a joy to watch. And I, again, I wouldn't call him under the radar, but he's not a name that a lot of people outside of Tampa Bay really think about, you know? Yeah, that Drian trade really worked out for you guys, huh? Oh, yes. It really yeah. did. <laughs> really did. Um, do you think, kind of generally, do you think that perhaps the fact that Tampa Bay, in a sense, kind of eased into this season... Um, and weren't firing on all cylinders from the jump like they did last season, just completely tearing teams apart from start to finish. Do you think that bodes well for them in the playoffs? Like, do you think they might have a little bit more gas this time around? I don't know. They definitely didn't start on time this season, but they kind of ironed things out at the end of November. And let's remember, when Tampa Bay really took off last season, it was around... It was the entire month of December they took off and just lit the league on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tampa Bay now, they started lighting everyone on fire on the 23rd of December when this winning streak started against Florida. Now, yes, if we look at that winning streak, there's some teams in there that you think of, oh, well, they beat these teams, you know? They beat Montreal twice. All bite Montreal is arguably one of the best possession teams in the league, but Montreal is a team that can't get out of their own way right now. Mm-hmm. Out of all the teams they've played on this winning streak, I would say Montreal is a solid team that is just having rotten luck right now. And Carolina is arguably one of the most strongest uh, puck possession teams in the league. And they walked on Carolina in that game. The rest of the games, I mean, they played Detroit. They played Ottawa. They played Buffalo. They played Montreal twice. And they just played Arizona. Arizona's a good team. And they just walked on them. So it's good that they're beating extremely good teams. But also, it has to be accounted, you know, some of the other teams they played haven't been really that good. So I don't know if saying that you know they, they hit it later in the season because to me they got hot december last year they got hot at the end of december last year and now it's just now it's gonna see how long can they keep it up you know because mm-hmm. this team this team's had this weird thing of 
getting a bit hot in December or something like that, cooling off a little bit in January, struggling in February, and then turning it back on in March a little bit, and then kind of being 50-50 near the end of the season going into the playoffs. I want to see how long we can keep this going. I, I wrote it in my in my piece this morning um, talking about the, the, the premise now is, can the Lightning continue this type of play up? And the underlying numbers say they can, albeit they're shooting at an absurd 15, 14% right now in this winning streak, which is not going to stay. Mm-hmm. So at some point that's going to die, you know, and it's going to, it's going to be how they respond to their loss whenever that is, whether it's against you guys or it's on Sunday or on Tuesday against the Kings. We don't know yet. We, the hockey's a weird sport. Um, it sure is. But the biggest thing with the team is can they consistently keep the style of play going? I think they can, but again, hockey's a dumb sport. It does things that make no damn sense. <laughs> every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Is there anybody, anybody on the Flyers you're looking forward to seeing or anything about this game you're looking forward to? Um, I mean, I haven't kept up with the Flyers that much, aside from the fact when they lit the league on fire at the start of the season, and I'm kind of surprised they're on a wild card spot right now. So I'm kind yeah, of, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> curious to see like what is like, I'm kind of curious to see how they are in the game and see is it more so like they're just turning the puck over, or are they just not getting puck luck, or are they just absolutely a tire fire right now? Um, I'm interested to see that player wise. I mean, I'm always down to watch Travis Konechny. I'm always yeah. down to watch him. He is a lot of fun. The Flyers are um two different hockey teams this season there's the road flyers and the home flyers you're gonna get the home flyers which is the good version of the flyers so we'll see how that goes but on the road they just can't get anything done it's like the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. it's uh it's not a small drop off like you're kind of used to seeing with teams it is a massive drop off they go from like the flyers to the red wings on the road it's very strange ooh, I don't ooh. It at all. it's it's very ooh, bad. bad the whole west coast yeah the whole west coast swing that we just got back from was just whoo not pretty. Rough. Not fun to watch. So, final question, as always. Give me a final score prediction for this game. Final score, 4-3 in overtime. 4-3 who, though? Tampa. Oh. We're, we're, ta- we're going to 10. And then You're we're going, going to lose Sunday from the back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, right. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Uh... I'm going to go 4-3 Flyers, actually, but not okay. in overtime. Okay, that's fair. Empty netter there at the end. That's fair. The Flyers are going to get that Oscar Limblom bump again. They seem to do well when they get back and get to hang out with him for a bit. That'll like, be it's their spirits up a little I bit. I mean, so regardless, like, it should be a good game. In my should opinion. be. It should yeah, be a good sure. game. Yeah, for sure. So, Matt, thank you again for hanging out with us. You did this on short notice, and I really appreciate it. No problem. I'm always down to talk hockey. Yeah, head on over to Raw Charge, learn a little bit about the Lightning. I did that today, and there's actually a ton of really good articles, including an exceptionally good article about goaltending that you guys should check out. Um, Matt, thank you again for joining us. Everyone, enjoy the game, 7 p.m., where you can usually find them. Go Flyers. Thanks, Kelly.